Yes, sir. It's not my weekend. Episode 17 with your boy Jerry G. And uh, it's Sunday night. About to watch Sunday night football. Um, I'm back from El Paso. And yeah, in case you're wondering, I didn't get the kidney stone surgery. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Uh, um, the stone is still in me. <laughs> And, uh, well, yeah, you can say I bitched out a little bit. You, you did. Um, I was all ready for it. But these guys made the mistake. They made them. I was supposed to get it Tuesday. All right. Uh, September 20. What is that? Nine. And so on September 28th, on Monday, they call me early. Like, I'm, you know, Monday morning and shit. And they're like, hey, um. Just want to give you a courtesy call. The nurse calls. Just want to give you a courtesy call. Dr. Um, so-and-so is not going to be available to do your surgery tomorrow, but Dr. So-and-so is going to do it. I uh, hope that's okay. If there's an issue, you can you know, let Mr. Dr. So-and-so know, or we can also reschedule you for another time. Oh, that's where they fucked up. That's where they fucked up. And I'm like, huh, how about we just reschedule this? I can wait for Dr. So-and-so. I can wait for my doctor. And she's like, uh, really? Um, that's weird. Um, you sure? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let's um, let's get a new date. Let's get a new date. You know, um, I actually had things to do this week, so yeah, actually it would work out for me to push push it back. And she's like, well, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. You know, and uh, yeah, um, I'm okay with pushing it back. And she's like, all right, um. Yeah, let's go ahead. I'm gonna be. I'll give you a call back to for the new date. Um, let the doctor know that you want to wait for him. This and that, and uh, basically she went to go rat on me, and uh, so yeah, that's cool. I hung up. Literally two minutes later, doc doctor calls, Mister Garcia. What's going on? What's what's going on? Why are you, are you afraid, Mister Garcia? Are you feeling a little nervous about tomorrow? I'm like, no, man. It's not. It's not. It's not that I'm afraid. It's not that I'm scared. It's just that you know, I'll just wait for you, man. I mean, I'm feeling great, doctor. You know, I'm feeling good. Um, you know, I got things to do this week, bro. So he goes, because I had asked him about El Paso if I can go to this like a week before, like a week, like on Thursday. That's when I canceled El Paso. Uh, I hit him up like on Thursday, like, yo, man, I actually had this trip, you know, next next weekend. I was wondering if I could still go after the surgery. He's like, yeah, you should be fine. You know, you're going to be a little uncomfortable, but you'll be okay. You know, you'll be able to walk and stuff. And I'll be like, all right, cool, cool. Uh, but he's like, I mean, I would have suggested, but I mean, you'll be fine if you really need to go kind of stuff. And then I talked to other family who had done the kidney stone surgery, my brother-in-law. He's like, nah, man, don't go, dog. Don't do it. It's the, oh my God, it was the worst feeling for like three, four days. I couldn't walk. I needed help showering. I needed help doing, getting things. I couldn't bend over. Nah, I would not be in an airplane or anywhere outside the house for the next like week, bro. And so, you know, he talked me out of it. The doctor was like, you can do it. You know, it depends on how much pain you can tolerate la chingada. So-and-so. All right, whatever. I ended up canceling El Paso. I hit up Chingo. Like, yo, man, I'm not going to make it. I'm sorry, bro. I got the surgery coming up, dog. And I don't think I'll be able to be, you know, be able to go. He's like, oh, shit. Sorry to hear that. All right. Fast forward to Monday. So that's when the doctor brings it back up. I was like, is it about this trip you really want to take? And I didn't tell him what it was for. I didn't tell him I'm a, you know, comic. I just told him I'm, you know, taking the trip. He's like, if it's about the trip, you know, you can still go, man. You can still go. You'll be okay. This and that. And I'm like, yeah, no. No, no, it's okay, man. Like I said, I'm feeling good. I got things. I already canceled the trip. Doctor, I already canceled. It's not about the trip. Um, I just, you know, want to, you know, stick around and just wait it out a little bit. Maybe it'll come on its own. And he's like, 
I wouldn't suggest that, man. I really wouldn't. But fine, fine. If that's what you want to do, go ahead, man. Just uh, we'll we'll wait it out. And uh, if that's what you want to do, man, uh, we'll get you a new date. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. So, long story short, October twenty sixth, baby. <laughs> October twenty sixth is a new date, and uh, I'm kind of glad I I I, uh, I canceled it because I was I was able to go to El Paso. I was uh, as soon as I got off the phone with the doctor that Monday morning. I hit up uh, Chingo and I'm like, yo, man, can I still get on, dude? I mean, have you replaced me? He's like, uh, I kind of did, but I left him pending. Let me hit him up, tell him that I'm going to need him after that. And I uh, was able to work it out. Um, so I hadn't canceled my flight yet. My flight obviously was that th- Thursday and I was going to cancel it, you know, later on through, through the app. And so it worked out, man. It just basically it worked out. I was in. There's a paletero on the dot every 10 minutes, doc, HP. Um. I ended up going to El Paso. Um, it worked out. Uh, had a blast, yo. Had a blast. Man, just feeling the, some normalcy out there in Texas, man. I mean, you guys are savages, bro. You guys are a little too much, man. There's, there's, there's extreme, man. There's an extreme here in LA of too much shit being shut down and a little exageradamente. Like, I'm not, I'm not with the... Not being not being able to eat inside at all, like zero people. I'm not down with that. I mean, there should be at least twenty five percent something inside. Okay, let's let's come on. Let, I mean, as long as you, you get a good a good distance separation, you'll be fine. But everybody eat outside, doc. Everybody eat outside. Nah, stop coming on way. I'm not down with that fool. Texas, on the other hand. Full. They're at full capacity. I went to a couple of restaurants where I was like, what the fuck is wrong? Dude, no one is like there's tables next to tables. And uh, I don't know, dog. It's just an extreme. There should be a medium. There's a medium. I'm down for the 25%, even the 50%. But Texas, I mean, stop pasando away. But at the same time, of course, I was concerned, worried. I got my mask on. I'm this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being cautious. At the same time, I'm like, dude. This is good though. I mean, this is people are finally feeling normal again, doing normal shit. You know, there's bars that are open. Obviously, the comedy club where we performed at it was at seventy five percent, and that's a pretty good sized club. It holds about two hundred fifty, almost three hundred people. So we had like two hundred people up in there, man, and it felt great, dude. It felt great. Uh, the laughs were hard. People were having a good time. You know, they just literally just removed 25% of the tables. They moved, to, they took about, I don't know how many tables, maybe 10, 12 tables out. And they just kind of, you know, put, separaron las mesas. That's how it is. Separaron las mesas. Now there's more space. You can walk between the tables and, you know, only people who know each other can sit with each other. And shit, it worked out, man. No complaint. Nobody's complaining, doc. If you don't want to be around that shit, don't come to the club and that's it, man. And like I said it before, man, I think a lot of these people have already gotten coronavirus and obviously recovered from it. And so they're just kind of like, fuck it, let's let's live life. Let's move on. You know, um, that's how I feel, at least in Texas or in many places. They're just, fuck it. Either I'm going to get it or I got it. And that's how people live. Uh, honestly, I'm very worried. I don't want to get it, dog. All right. I'm, I don't want to get it. I don't want to come. I don't want to get sick. I have no time for that shit. You know, I talk a lot of shit, but my kids really do depend on me a lot. Um, and when I get sick, I get really sick, dog. You know, I'm a, I'm a little bitch when I get sick. I hate it. Um, 
I don't want to get sick, dog. I don't. I'm, I'm afraid, dog, that that she could turn into some other complication and cabron, way. You know, I'm already dealing with the kidney stone here, fool. That's enough for me right now, dog. And so I'm not even trying to be like that guy that eh, I'm not. I'm not talking about the no mask shit. I'm not saying all that. We need to be very careful. And I was kind of worried, low key, being around so many people. I uh, I've never used so much hand sanitizer in my life. So I've never done so many elbow taps in my life. You know, I've never done so many fist pumps in my life. You know, I've never turned down so much pussy in my I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, it got to that point, dog, where it, it just felt normal, dude. Texas just felt normal. It felt like February 2020, dog, you know. Well, maybe early January 2020 because February was really bad, too, because of Kobe. But, um. There was normalcy, is what I'm trying to tell you, man. And uh, had a blast on stage, yo. Had a fucking blast. You know, I'm only featuring. I wasn't headlining. They're only doing like 20, 25 minutes before Chingo goes up there. And I had a blast, dog. Uh, all, a lot of my new new materials working. The new jokes were working. You know, working on some, you know, pandemic jokes. Some homeschooling jokes with the kids. And st- stuff that's working, dog. And had a blast, man. Had a blast. Of, I did five sets. You know, one show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and everyone, I felt like one was better than the next. I just started getting into a rhythm where I was in, I had a blast, man. I can't, I can't lie, dude. Uh, People came out, dude, thank you, man. We definitely, you don't know how much that makes us feel so good to just get back out there, made some money, sold a lot of bobbleheads, man, sold out of bobbleheads, man. I took a case, uh, I shipped a case out there to the homie Israel Garcia. And he brought them out for me and sold them all out. And it was just a blast, man. A fucking blast. And so, blessing, dog. That, uh, dude, the thing is, we haven't done this much in 2020, dog. I mean, handful of times in 2020, we've been able to do this work a whole weekend, make money, you know, just have great sets. You know, it's just literally maybe five times this year we've been able to do that. And so, very appreciative of what went down in El Paso and um, I'm glad I turned down the fucking kidney stone surgery dog fuck that instead of being laid out like a little miserable fuck hell no dog not yet dude I ain't going out like that man I ain't going out this 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 kidney stone is not coming out yet dog and so we did that man we had a hung out you know wrote some jokes worked on material had a good time out there with Marisol uh, Chingo's wife and Chingo and Israel Garcia and the homie Juan and it was dope man it was dope um with that said so let me tell you this man the homie the the owner of the comedy club his name is bart reed um very very cool guy he's been around he's very popular a lot of people a lot of comics obviously know him who work that club uh bart reed owner very hands-on guy so he finds out about my kenny stones and he comes out he's an older gentleman you know 50s or so you know not that not that old but in his 50s uh he comes up to me like, yo, man, I heard about your kidney stones, man. Uh, how you feeling? And I told him, yo, man, you know, lately I've been good, but it's still in there and trying to figure out what the hell's going to happen, you know, this and that. He's like, all right, man, look, let me tell you something, dude. I've suffered from kidney stones, man. All right. And this is going to sound crazy, but this has worked for me. I've, I've gotten kidney stones like four or five times in my life since in my early 20s. I'm now in my 50s, dog. Every so often I get them. And I just got one not too a few months ago, bro, like in August. And this is how I get them out every time. And every time they've wor- it's worked. I drink 
three tall cans of beer, at least three to five tall cans. You know, he goes like, you're not a big guy. Maybe three is enough for you. But I've drank up to five tall cans, all right, within a few hours, maybe two, three hours, less, maybe two hours. I'll drink them, all right? Yes, I get really drunk. And I don't, I'm not a drinker. I don't drink beer. I'm an occasional drinker. Rarely drink beer. But for this, I drink beer. And obviously, you get a little buzz. But what you know, alcohol, what it does. What does beer do to you when you, when you drink a lot of beer? You got to piss every five minutes, right? You got to piss every five minutes. And it opens up. He, he says some technical medical terms that happens inside your fucking testicles that open up. All right, and that your fucking pancreas or your kidneys or whatever something loosens up, and or something happens in there where it rinses your shit, helps push the fucking rock stone out and through your esophagus or where the fuck it is to your testicles and out and and out it comes, dog. All right, he goes. I know this sounds crazy. He had his son with him who works at the comedy club as well as one of the bartenders. He's like, my son can tell you. This has worked for me every time, dude. Since he was a little kid, he would see me do this, man. Try it, bro. Try it. Fuck the surgery. Don't do the surgery. You don't need the surgery. I've never gotten surgery. And then he shows me. Then he goes to his office. He goes, look, man. He has them in a jar, in a little fucking, like a piss jar. He's like, check it out. Here are my stones right here. And he showed me stones, dog. Like in his little fucking big piedras, way. Piedras, cabrón. And he's like. These all came out on their own with me drinking anywhere from three to six tall cans, dog. And any beer you can, you want to, you don't, except micheladas. Don't do micheladas. Beer, straight beer, any type of beer. And I'm like, fuck, dog. That sounds crazy enough to work, fool. Like, it made so much sense the way he described it, the way he explained it. And obviously, he's done it and proved it. And it worked five for five. It's worked five out of five times. If anyone else has heard of this, please let me know because I like to get a second opinion. And I love I love to try this and I, I'm down to fucking try this. The way I would do it because I'm a little bitch. I hate hangovers and I haven't been drinking. I haven't drank since this shit happened. So this happened in early September, dog. So now it's early October. So about a month ago, I haven't drank a beer in a month. Fool. So I know I'm going to get drunk really fast and I'm going to get a really bad hangover fool. And I'm I get bad hangovers. I get I throw up, headaches, nausea, all that shit when I get a hangover fool. So, I know I'm going to get a hangover. So, what, the way I would do it, I would probably drink a talk can and drink some water, then drink another talk can, drink some water, and basically a mix of those. He never mentioned water, is what I'm trying to tell you, but I'm going to do the water, beer, water, beer. And within maybe like a 3 3 and a half, 4 hour span for and obviously, it's got to be a day I don't have the kids and I'm home and get ready for a fucking mad fucking. I'll write some songs and everything, fool. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it, dog. And let's see if it works. A ver qué pasa, güey. Chinga su madre. Right? There's only one way to find out. And I'm hoping it works. Well, if this could save me and I don't have to get that surgery October 26th, I'll be so fucking grateful, dog. I don't want to do the surgery. I don't want to go through that shit. I want this shit to come on its own, even if it's going to hurt, dude. And he said it hurts less because you're drunk. Now you're drunk, fool. You don't feel nothing. And I'm like, fuck, bro. That makes so much sense, dog. So shout out to Bart Reed, owner of the comic strip El Paso. Thanks for having me that weekend. And you know what? I told him I was going to try it, and I told him I was going to keep him updated, and I'm going to do it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's take a break. I'll be right back.
All right, we're back. It's um, by the way, it's Libra season. Libra season. Uh, Libras. Are you Libras? Happy birthdays. Uh, why is this? Does matter? I don't really know about horoscopes. Right, I, I'm not a big horoscope guy. Obviously, I read my own horoscope and pretty much it. But the second horoscope that I usually read when I am reading and following, or when I come across that shit, is Libras. And the reason I come, I read Libras is because uh, both. Of my baby's mamas are Libras, die. So if I was wanting to kind of like figure out what it is about Libras and Aquarius that I am, I'm Aquarius, and uh, what's the connection? And uh, yeah, they actually do make good couples, and apparently bad couples as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's Libra season, and I say that because this month both of my baby's mamas are celebrating their birthdays, dog. And uh, I don't want to say the exact dates because uh, you know it's weird, but. It is in October, and they are Libras. And uh, what I know from Libras, uh, I believe they are jealous, clingy. Uh, and I'm just talking about them personally, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a trait that Libras have. Um, if you look at Libras itself, it's actually a scale, right? It's an actual scale. So they're supposed to balance you out. And they balance us Aquarians out because Aquarians are very free-spirited. Like we're very uh, independent, you know. Uh, most Aquarius do cheat. A lot of Aquarius cheat. Not all Aquarius, of course, but a high amount of... Uh, because they'd rather be alone or independent on their own. They don't like to settle. And uh, I know I'm like that. Uh, so And I know a lot of Aquarians who are like that. So it makes sense. Um, so, but uh, Libras come in and they balance us out, fool. They balance out the Aquarians, dog. Uh, it's the yin and the yang situation. That's why they work out. That's why uh, Libras and Aquarians do uh, fit well together for a while, apparently, because it hasn't been for long with me. Uh, but there is an attraction there and uh, it seems to work. So, um, I've also I also have a really good bond with a, with other Aquarius, with fellow Aquarians, dog. Um, guys and girls. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> uh, well, guys as in friendship, dog. Some of my closest, bestest friends of ever I've had a, as guys have been Aquarius dudes. Um, my compadre is Aquarius. Uh, other best friends I've had as childhood and, you know, in my young 20s and later in life. Uh, and Aquarians, fool. That's Chris Trip. We get along really well. Koreans get get along really good with each other, which also, you know, when it's female, well, you know, when it's an attraction, of course, even bang fireworks hit right. And uh, I have been in love, like deeply in love, with two Aquarians chicks. So that makes um, sense. Um, but both of them were very like free-spirited women dog that want to do their own thing want to be independent don't like to be tied down don't like to settle they, you know that they are they're like that and i'm like that too fool except when it came to them because i was like so into them dog to them to them too so yeah that's a trip dog i don't know and that's all i know about horoscopes dog. i don't know anything about virgo sagittarius capricorns no senada because i've never really had a connection with them you know love life or anything like that uh, not that i know of at least not that i've paid attention to you know my ex-girlfriend when i was listening to like bitch i'm gonna carry i'm a capricorn motherfucker i don't know 
Um, I'm talking about like real deep boyfriend, girlfriend shit, serious relationships. But it's a trip, man. Um, happy birthday to all Libras out there this month. October is it's, it's a trip, man. Uh, by the way, Fernie Jacinto is also, uh, his birthday is October, uh, I believe October 5th. Happy birthday, good close friend of mine, my babysitter, uh, homie, and, uh, you know, love the kid, man. I've known that dude since he was a little kid. He's a big time American wannabe listener, and of course, this is to this podcast, and I, I talked to him not too long ago, and he told me his birthday was coming up October 5th, so give him a shout out, and of course, shout out to you, compa. Felicidades, wey. Also, um, Marisol Herrera, esposa de Chingo Bling is also a Libra, and her birthday is also October 8th. Shout-outs to her. She's also my booking manager, dog. If you want to book me, go through her, or you can also, you know, hit me up. But either way, she handles my big my big gig, my bigger gigs, and she does it great. She handles, she manages Chingo, and she now manages me as well. So uh, she's, doing a, she's doing a great job. Uh, she learned that shit on the fly, and she's a go-getter, dog. And again, obviously not a love connection, but we get along really well as a Libra and Aquarius. We have a really cool, you know, friendship relationship, and we see eye to eye. We get each other, and she she gets my needs, what I want in my career, and she's really helpful with that, man. So, uh, yeah, again, Aquarius and Libras for some reason we we connect, dog. And uh, she's like that too. She balances shit out. She balances shit out, man. At least when it comes to my career, she's really into that stuff, man. So. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a trip, man. I didn't try to get all Walter Mercado on you motherfuckers, dog, but uh, that was a little deep thought I was having early in my flight, dog, which, by the way, fuck, dog. So I, today's Sunday, October 4th. I just got here from El Paso. Um, I landed at 12.30, fool, okay? P.M. Pacific time, bro, okay? But get this, for my flight left at 6 o'clock in the morning from El Paso, way. All right? 6 o'clock mountain time, fool. All right? Which means it's 5 o'clock in the morning LA time, bro. And I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Nah, like 4.20, 4.30, I think it was. I woke up at 4.20. Blaze it up. Ay, ay, ay. Anyways, woke up at 4.20. Quick shower. Brush my teeth. Quick little last-minute packing of my stuff. Yamano's way, shuttle to the airport, fool. Uh, the club is near the airport, so that's dope. It's only like a five-minute drive. Anyways, get to the airport. So now, fool, and I want to sleep at 1 o'clock in the morning because we had two shows Saturday night, fool. 10.30 show. Uh, so we had an 8 o'clock show and a 10.30 show. I didn't get to my room till like 1, dog. I didn't go to bed till like 1.30, fool. So I literally took a nap from 1.30 to 4.20, dog. Wake up at 4.20, fool. Get, of course, it's now it's 3.20 in LA. Anyways, wake up. Flight, todo madre, wey. But here's the thing, yeah, six o'clock. I my flight leaves at six o'clock in the morning, fool. And how the fuck did I get home at twelve thirty? You may ask yourself. That's like eight hours later if you add the time change, fool. You know why? Cause I had a fucking layover, a fucking layover, dog. Backwards, fool. From El Paso, I flew east, east. Wait, I live west, bro. For those of you who don't get it, I live in the west, fool. All right, in the west by the Pacific Ocean way. Nesta madre se fue east, fool. All the way back to Houston, fool. To the Gulf of Mexico, dog. All the way almost to Georgia, compa. To Atlanta, fool. Backwards, bro. I flew two hours backwards, way. Like a fucking idiot, fool. 
Yeah, that's the layover, fool. That's where the flight was $89, dog. So then I get, I, now, so now I go back to Houston, which, by the way, I flew back with Chingo and Marisol because they live in Houston. So it just so happens that the flight, they didn't book the flight. I booked my own flight because I'm the one that chooses what time I want to leave and be home by. That was the best available flight I had, I found. So I get to Houston. Now it's fucking 10 o'clock. No, like 9.45 in the morning, Houston time. All right. So now I got to fly from Houston three and a half, almost four hours back to L.A. So I flew back two hours, two hour flight. Then casi cuatro horas desde Houston a Los Angeles. Wait, a total of six fucking hours in the sky, bro. Plus an hour and a half layover, fool. Oh, pinche desmadre, wey. And then I had trouble checking in, fool, in the kiosk. The kiosk wasn't fucking taking my, my, my shit. So I usually just self-check in, in the kiosk when I get there. And it wasn't working, so I went up to the lady and stuff. You know, I told her, hey, this thing's not working. She's like, oh, help you out. Let me see your ID. Let me get your ID. Uh, she's like, you know, Garcia, Jerry. Oh, yeah, cool. Okay, going to LA? I'm like, yeah, going to LA. She's like, yes, you going to Houston first? I'm like, bitch, like she says it like, like if that's my fucking fault. I'm like, yeah, I know. I saw that. Yeah, that's that's messed up, right? Like, bitch, like you work for Southwest. You're, and you're looking at me like, have I made that mistake of fucking going to Houston first? Fucking dummy. And she's like, yes. Ugh. Sorry about that. Like kind of shit. Like, my fuck. Man, whatever, dog. Nothing no more. Anyways, I felt like it, it felt weird that an employee of the company that did the stupid route is the one that's saying is so i didn't appreciate that so now i'm fucking stuck in the elevator i'm living like tom hanks in the terminal for like eight hours total of eight hours and shit and fucking flying back and forth in the country zigzagging back and forth only southwest does that shit only southwest does like from la to to vegas but hey how about we go to dallas first then come back to vegas like the fuck dude Anyways, and uh, we're working on Dallas dates, by the way. Hopefully be out there soon. Um, yeah, that's dumb, fool. That, that's so dumb, these layover situations. Dude, I, I can never get used to it. And, yes, we fly southwest. I'll let, you, I'll let you guys in a little secret. So they give us, like, a little stipend when you travel these clubs. They give you a little small stipend, a couple hundred dollars, not a lot of money, all right? You, you, it's, your, it's on you. That's why some comics drive to, to like, places and some fly. I'm 40 years old, dog. I'm done with the driving, fool. I ain't trying to drive, fool. I'm trying to spend the whole fucking day on the road driving, fool. I got kids to get to, family to get to, things to... Sh- I, got, I got things to do, dog. All right? I got kidneys to give birth to. But... So they give you, like, a little stipend. you like, up to an X amount of dollars. Usually it's around anywhere from 200 to 250 Sometimes 150 It knows mucho. Depends how far you're, you're going, you're traveling, right? So they give you this stipend. So it's on you. It's on me. To make it fucking work, right? And, you know, you look at, you know, renting a car, gas. You look at, well, you know, of course, flight. I always go flight, bro. And, of course, you're going to find the cheapest flight. Now, Jesus and I, we used to travel together all the time. So, we learned the hard way, dog. We learned right away, never, ever, ever fly Spirit. Fuck Spirit and Frontier. Fuck them, dog. They're the worst, fool. Worst. Ghetto. It's like, it's like flying in a Greyhound, fool. Ghetto shit, dog. So, 
we became Southwest members. I'm a Southwest member. I'm A-list, compa. I'm A-list. I'm one of the first ones. I'm, I'm always A-1 a through 20, one of the first motherfuckers. I always sit on the emergency exits, fools. Stretch my legs. I know I'm not the big, I'm big guy, dog, but stretching your legs is very underrated, fool. If you can stretch your legs anywhere you're at, you're winning, fool. All right? So I always go at fire extinguisher. Um, obviously, I'm above. When you're sitting a fire extinguisher, you're directly on the wing. So you don't really get to see the sights and the you don't get to see down below too much. So that's why a lot of people don't like to sit on the fire escape. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm 40 years old. I've seen enough fucking mountains from up high. I'm good. Right, and I hate that I'm always like when I sit in the other seats, I'm trying to guess where I'm at. And I know I'm wrong. Like, what if I almost try to guess this must be New Mexico. No, I'm not. I'm not in New Mexico, fool. I have no idea. And I hate that I'm wrong always. So anyways, um, we're, we're South, I'm a Southwest member. And I'm a proud Southwest member, fool. Southwest has the best prices, the most flights. So you have a bunch of flights to choose from. But the only thing is that, that most flights have layovers, fool. Most flights have layovers. And, you know, every once in a while you, you get lucky and you find direct flights. But most flights have layovers. Especially right now during the pandemic because there's less flights and less people traveling. So they try and, like, I guess combine flights together. You know, like pinche hitchhiking, carpooling might as well. So they're doing that's why. Because usually when their flights are full, they're pretty direct, dog. You know, once a flight is full, it just goes straight to where it's going, dog. But I guess because they're not full, they go pick other motherfuckers up. So that's why it makes layovers and, and pit stops. So that's where I'm at. Because lately I've been getting a lot of uh, a lot of layovers for like this year, 2020. The few times I've flown, layovers like a motherfucker. In the years past, not as many. Um, especially flying into or out of LA, usually those flights are packed full, full, dog. So there's usually not a layover. Just go straight to where you're going. But that's the life, dog. I know a lot of people ask, like, well, do you pay for your flight? How much are your flights? Do they cover that? Do the club pay for that? So it's, a li- it's, a li- it's like a partnership, you know? When you're, uh, f- this is for comics who are listening. I know comics ask me this, but basically it's like a, it's like a partnership. It, you know, it's an it's a understanding. Like, hey, I'm going to come work at your place. We're in this together. I'm going to sell tickets for you. You're going to give me a percentage of those tickets. If I don't make this much, I want guarantees in case we don't sell out. I, I, I want to I make at least this much money. And that's the shit that you go back and forth on until you, become, until you get an agreement. Obviously, the more credits you have, TV credits, or more notoriety and popular and followers you have, the more you know, credibility you have and more, uh, what the fuck is that word? Uh, you have more shit on your side. All right, leverage. That's the word, leverage. You have more leverage, obviously, right? And I'm barely getting to that point where I'm getting some leverage, but I don't have like Chingo Bling le- leverage or Felipe Esparza leverage. I don't have that kind of leverage yet, fool. I have semi-famous leverage where like, let's take a chance on you. You're funny. You got some a pretty good name building up. Not everybody knows who you're not a household name, but you're definitely somebody that's coming up if we want to take a chance on you. And so you fig- that's why you figure out like, so that's why I don't go to all these markets on my own because sometimes the deal doesn't fall the deal falls through where we just cannot come to an agreement like i want this much because i feel i'm this valuable my worth is this and they're like no we disagree we see you only have fifteen thousand followers on instagram um you you're on tv but you're you know not your the name is not bringing people out like it should and and so that's the the back and forth, the pushback right so i gotta prove to these markets these cities that yes i will have people coming out to see me dog 
And that's the argument. So sometimes I have to, como dicen, agachar la, la frente, you know, and take a little pay cut to come out to these markets just because I really want to do these markets and perform in these markets and start building something there, such as Portland, such as uh, Denver, such as uh, San Jose, such as uh, fucking San Antonio when I first started going out there. You know, I would take a lot less just to be able to break in kind of shit. So it's it's a tough game, man. It's a tough game. It's a business. And uh, at the end of the day, can you put asses in seats? Can you fill up seats? Food? That's all the clubs care about. They don't give a fuck how you do it. They just want you to, that you bring people to these fucking shows, dog. And so, you know, I'm a little bit of a purist, a little bit of old school. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be out there fucking whoring it up, slutting it up on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. Come to my show, everybody. Just everybody come to my show. Everybody. I'm not, I can't. I, I really like to rely on my fucking stand up to have people come out and people get the word out and shit like that. But I know that's not the best way to approach things, not the most business savvy way that they do things. I get it. But it's just that, again, I'm just an older guy now where, like, I'm like, yeah, whether I'm not going to do the 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 dance and the whole table dance for you to, you know, the, it's called the monkey dance for you to come on and see me, dog, you know. It's tough, man. I mean, I'll do some of it. I'll do some of it, but there are lines that I don't cross, fool, unfortunately. Um, I don't know. That makes sense? Hope that makes sense. It, it's a crazy game, man. It's a crazy game. It's about selling yourself your, and also sticking to your worth and, and then sometimes having to give in. And it sucks, dog. It sucks, man. People like myself and Jesus, we go through it, man. We go through it. And sometimes it takes a toll on people, dog. It takes a toll on people. Because um, then you got to argue for your openers, which is why I don't always travel with like Jesus or Christians and stuff like that. Because now you got to fight. Not only are you fighting for you, for me, you're now the next fight is okay. Now I want to bring my openers. How much can you pay them, and how much are you willing to give them? And they're like, "Well, I don't know who these guys are. I don't know who your openers are. I'm I barely got I barely you know want you here." And they're like, "I can offer you X amount for your for your openers if you want. The rest you got to pick up the tab from your sales." And that's when she gets like, "No, nah, well I can't afford that. I'm sorry." And you know, because people always say, "Let's ask it fácil." Like, "Let's ask it fácil." Why don't you just come out with fucking Christian Jesus everywhere? Jesus is also a headliner. You know, he's also a headliner, and I can't be just bringing out a headliner to open for me. I gotta pay that motherfucker like somewhat of a headliner, even though he's opening for me. You know, Christian has a family. He has a job. He has to take days off from his job, and you know, make accommodations with his wife and kids. To come out to these shows, I have to make it worth for him, worth it for him, you know. So, and then I gotta pay my bills. I got my bills to pay. So it's like, and a lot of times, whatever the club doesn't want to agree to give them, I have to cover the cost, fool. I gotta cover the cost as the headliner. So I'm telling you, it gets crazy, and which is that's the reason the American wannabes don't travel as much together because. Sometimes we just it the but it's not in the budget, fool. And you know, and a lot of people ask me this day. A lot of people DM me when I'm gonna go to a market. Hey, is Jesus coming? Is Christian coming? You know, this and that. And, and the honest truth is, I wish, I wish, but I can't afford them sometimes. And sometimes we can't. Like places like Phoenix and Tucson, Jesus has some leverage out there. He's from there, you know. He has 
people backing him up. So that's why we're able to make it to Arizona together because he has leverage now. So now I go, yo, I got this guy from AZ, sells tickets. He's also known. He's got TV credits. And that's what we're able to, that's why we do places like Tucson and, and Phoenix all together. And then other markets like San Diego where we could just take a little drive together for a couple hours, Ontario and Oxnard and stuff like that where, you know, it's just a few, a couple hour drive where we could just carpool and have fun and split the profits together. But when it comes to airplanes and fucking hotels and meals, está cabrón, wey. Está cabrón. All right? So that's a little, I think that's a little too much information. I, I open up a little bit too much for you guys. So too much. I, I think I give out too much info when it comes to this shit. But that's the truth. And that, that's where we at, man. And uh, But hopefully we're getting there, man. Now, thanks to Patreon with the American Wannabes, we're able to decide what to do with that money together. And now we can take risk. Now we can go out to markets together, travel. Now we got travel funds, you know shit that we now we can afford now we can like yo man i'm 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 headlining but let's take out some money from patreon help us get there and we all get to go to chicago together we all get to go to florida together we all get to go to houston together and that's what the shit's for besides of course all the fucking equipment that we need to make that shit up we gotta pay edit ed, people to edit this shit we gotta make we gotta pay itunes to fucking post it for us it's a crazy shit dog and doing this independently it's it's hard, man. But the guys were on it, and I can't thank you guys enough for who've already become Patreon members, and uh, we're tagging you guys and sharing it when you guys tag us, and we thank you. We can't thank you enough, man. All of you guys, and it's uh, it's been great. It's been good, man. There's there's definitely a bright future for the American wannabes and for all of us, man. All right, I'm gonna let you guys go there, man. I think that's a good note to end on. Uh, I want to just finish up by saying that I will be uh, traveling again. Uh, this time nearby, I'll be headlining. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'll be in uh, Bakersfield, Fresno, and Modesto this weekend, October 9, 10, and 11. October 9, 10, and 11. Um, let me see if I can give you guys some details on that. Let me see here. A ver, a ver, a ver. Let me find it. Aquí está. I'm going to rest you. A ver, tenemos Friday, October 9th. We w- I will be in La Fonda Mexican Grill and in Bakersfield, California. All right. Next one. Then the next day, Saturday, October 10th, I'll be at Sequoia Brewing Company, Fresno, California. And then Sunday, October 11th, I'll be at El Coco Loco in Modesto, California. Tickets on sale now. Uh, go to my uh, web. Go to my. I think I put them on my. Oh, yeah. They'll be on my website. Go to my website and go to my IG. And you can find the tickets there. And uh, I hope you guys can make it, dog. I'll be headlining with uh, Renee Vaca and Jason Cheney. Again, I wish I could bring the guys with this one, but the budget went, didn't let it happen. Actually, it's not even my show, dog. I was just being contracted to headline the shows. And so uh, I'll be out there, man. I'll be out there, and hopefully I can see some Patreon listeners come out. So I'll give you extra special attention, and give you. I'll bring out some stickers, dog. I got stickers in my backpack, so they're already in there, my travel bag. And any other little swag that I find, I'll bring it out with me, and uh, we'll make it that, all right? Um, and we'll go from there, fool. Okay, October 9, 10, 11, Bakersfield Friday, 
Fresno Saturday, Modesto Sunday, fool. All right? Uh, it's going to be like outdoor shows and shit because fucking California, dog. But they're going to be a blast, fool. And I can't wait to see you guys out there. And uh, let's make this shit happen, fool. Let's make it happen. Let's have some fun. And I'll see you guys there, all right? Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to listen to American Wannabes. Fucking Time Flies with Jesus Poveda. And I'm a lot cooler than I look with Christian Zaragoza. I'm Jerry Garcia, doc. It's not my weekend, doc. I'll see you guys soon. I'm out. Late.